the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. I shouldn't tell you this, but Eric hired someone who sounds just like him to host today's show. But since I'm the announcer, they told me, so I'm telling you, don't be fooled. The real Eric's in jail. Hey, folks, welcome to the program. Uh, I have the fun and the joy uh, of having as my guest this hour, um, our friend Doug Giles, G-I-L-E-S. Doug Giles, welcome back. Eric, how you doing, brother? Doing all right. I see that there's taxidermy behind you. Uh, I, I see the lion that you killed. But, but uh, on the other side of you, I see, don't tell me, uh, it looks like it could be, it's not an impala. Uh, it is... Uh, some kind of nasty-looking uh, goat-type creature. What is that uh, creature behind you? Yeah, that's a, a Bukharan markhor, is, and they, they is, hail from Pakistan. A buk a what? Bukharan markhor. That's a type of pasta. Right there, right? A Bukharan markhor. Now, how did that yeah. find its way to your home in Texas? That doesn't really make sense. Is there like a land bridge over the, uh, over the Bering Strait? How does it get... How did it walk to you to where right. you could kill that creature? Presuming yeah, it's some, dead. I'm assuming that it's it dead. Is, is it dead? It's not, yeah, it's not alive and frozen in that uh, position. Yeah, there's uh, down here in the great Republic of Texas, Eric, uh, we have these things called game ranches. And uh, we import animals from all over the place, and we breed them here uh, for hunters, uh, not only to pursue them, but also to eat their yummy flesh that's uh, high in protein and low in fat. And um, it's, it's pretty cool because if I was to go to Pakistan to hunt that animal, it cost me $150,000. Doesn't cost that much in Texas. And for all the tree-hugging, uh, you know, doe-eyed anti-hunters out there, the, the game ranches have brought back species from near extinction, you know, like the Audad up in North Africa, uh, the Nilgai antelope in India, um, the Attics in sub-Saharan Africa. So before I people go, start... I want to go spearfishing for the ichthyosaurus. I'm down. I want to go uh, hunting for the issue tubrati. And um, you and I can, you know, regale our audiences with our great Hemingway-like adventures. I want to ride a woolly mammoth across the steppe. Um, seriously, uh, that is kind of amazing to me, what you're saying, that, that, that people are... Uh, bringing these creatures to the United States, breeding them, and then uh, letting people like you pursue and uh, hunt them. That's just amazing. 
Yeah, again, I mean, there's there's multiple species that were, you know, pretty much down for the count in their uh, their native lands and hunters, not not PETA, not animal rights activists, but hunters placing value on the animal, uh, placing value upon the hunt and value upon, you know, again, eating them instead of, you know, bugs or, or some kind of vegan patty but actually enjoying the venison and the flesh that the animals provide, they're the ones who brought them back from, you know, near extinction. And they've, we've, we've done that as a hunting community all over the world. South Africa with the black wildebeest and the spring buck and the Cape buffalo is decimated in, in the southern part of Africa. And uh, because, again, we place value on these species surviving and thriving, uh, we're the ones who brought them back from, you know, near extinction. Same thing with the, the bison here, the antelope and uh, mule deer, turkeys. I mean, they're almost depleted and shot out until we started regulating uh, uh, hunting them and stuff. Well, I know we're going to talk about politics uh, and the globalist satanic movement in a moment, but sticking to the hunting theme, have you ever had lion tail soup? Uh, no, but I actually ate uh, a raw piece of his heart after I hunted him. So, say what? Yeah, you, you ate it. You, so the lion behind you, uh, when uh, when he had died, you ate a piece of his heart raw. Right. Uh, wow. And is there? Did he do that? For any particular? Reason this is some uh, pagan animistic thing revealing itself in you. It was just just a weird, you know, moment. And (laughs) oh, we know it was a weird moment. I'm just asking why you would do that because just because you can do something, Doug, doesn't mean you need to do it. So, why why would you do that? I'm just fascinated by this. Yeah, there's not a scripture uh, that you know inspired me to do it, but um, yeah, Yeah. yes, that we know. That we know. This is like out of the Lord uh, of the Flies, man. This is incredible. Yeah, I think I'm still saved, and uh, nobody pity me or uh, or send me a nasty email. If you do, send it to Doug at I don't care dot com. And uh, it's just a it's just a thing, brother. I mean, it's uh, I can't explain as long as you it, clarify I, that it's just a thing because I thought it might not be a thing, and I was thinking if it's not a thing, yeah, what, I, what is it? Yeah, I, I didn't think you know the spirit of the lion is going to enter me. You know, I like I like eating heart, and um, I tell you, it's a tasty. You like you like eating heart. See, that's right. one of the rare places where we differ, my friend. I'm not such a big fan ever, of eating heart. Uh, oh my god! You ever had it? Uh, have I ever had heart? You yeah. know, you got to have heart. Miles and miles and miles of heart. Uh, of course. But um, no, I don't think I've ever had heart. Uh, don't don't knock it until you try. It. I but I, I I love what you were saying about the idea that that the hunting community is bringing back animals that are on the verge of extinction. It's hard for us to believe that animals could go extinct. I laid my eyes, this is no joke, uh, on the last dodo bird uh, that uh, it died in the 1600s. It is preserved. Uh, it's in a box uh, in a museum in Oxford, England. Uh, and I was part of some behind-the-scenes tour, and they opened up this cardboard box, and I'm looking at the head of a dodo bird, uh, you know, uh-huh. the only whatever. It, it, but it's just an amazing thing that these beautiful species could go extinct. Obviously, that one did go extinct. Um, the idea that we could um, preserve species this way, you know, I just tend not to get to talk to what things it, like that, about things like that on this program. So it's kind of interesting you know, to what, me. Uh, 
So the dodo bird, what did it look like? Was it like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi? Was it? Uh, well, I wouldn't insult uh, the dodo bird. There's no reason for that. It didn't. It didn't do you any harm. Okay. To so to compare this extinct beast to these uh, swamp monsters is just uh, uncalled for. I just want to say it's uncalled for. Now, speaking of monsters, um, you mentioned before we went on the air, uh, George Soros. We're, we have to joke around because we're dealing with evil in our time. Um, and you wrote an article. Uh, where is the article, uh, Doug Giles? Yeah, they can find it uh, over at DougGiles.org. And uh, the title of the article, uh, All Authority Belongs to Jesus and Not George Soros. <clears throat> and, w- and what is the... Uh, what is the substance of that article? I mean, I agree with the title, but what do you mean by that? Why would you say that? Um, I'm just, you know, been around a lot of Christians and big meetings, and everybody's talking about, you know, the power of the devil, Eric, and the Antichrist, and Klaus Schwab, and the Rothschilds, and George Soros, the, the boogeyman, and everybody's talking about the power of uh, these particular people or entities and I don't hear, you know, them talking about uh, the power of Christ who can smoke any of these guys and, you know, with a blink of the eye. I mean, look what he did to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's like, yeah, I run the place. Yeah, my kingdom's great. Yeah, I'm the big dog. And Jesus said, well, for seven years, uh, big dog, you're going to eat grass uh, like a cow. Same thing with Herod in the book of Acts. You know, Herod starts taking glory to himself. Herod thinks he's the cat's pajamas. And God said, uh, I need a group of worms uh, to come and eat this guy. And I think, the, I think the body of Christ, Eric, I think they've completely lost uh, who we're serving. And, and it's always, sweet Jesus, Jesus, help me. Jesus, comfort me. Okay, great. That's part of his job. But he's also a terrifying God. And uh, in the early church in the book of Acts, man, when they got thrown in jail, when they got kicked off Facebook, when they got persecuted, they cried out to God. In Acts chapter 4, it's just a beautiful rendition of them uh, telling, telling on the apostate Israel and, um, and the draconian government, telling God on them. And God shook them, had the kings liquidated, freed Peter and John from prison. The Spirit of God fell upon them. They began to speak the word with all this, kinds of boldness. This is, listen, uh, we're going to be right back. We're talking to Doug Giles. This is heavy stuff. It's important stuff. Don't go away. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're Supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back. We're talking to our friend Doug Giles, G-I-L-E-S. You can find him at DougGiles.org. Uh, and the article we're talking about is called All Authority. Wait, what's the title? Sorry. Yeah, All Authority Belongs to Jesus, not George Soros. Yes. Um, it's interesting what you were saying, because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of years. Many people uh, err in two ways theologically, uh, which are related. One is that they forget the mind blowing universe creating power of God. They kind of think, Oh, that that was God in the past, but now God is just this, uh, entity who exists, I believe, but, um, does not act in power. He couldn't part the red sea. He couldn't part ladies and gentlemen, there is not an atom in all of creation uh, that is not being sustained, whose electrons are not being moved around the nucleus without him. He is sustaining all of creation. The power of God is frightening. If you're not frightened by it, you're not thinking about it. The power of God is awesome and frightening. And to think that he could not act and is not acting now uh, in the way that he has in the past. It's just, it's just foolish. And there's, there's a scripture, I never forget where it is, um, where, you know, people say, oh, things are just going to go on the way they've always been going on, and, you know, nothing new is going to happen, and Jesus is not going to return. It's all just going to get... Well, uh, that's not right. That's wrong, and people have always had that mindset. But the other theological error, and I know you're on this page, Doug Giles, is that they forgot that there's a time to fight. They have confused 
you know, be at peace with all men when possible, to be at peace with all men at all times and don't ever fight for what is right and good and true and beautiful. And that's heresy, folks. Uh, We're supposed to fight for what is right and good and true and beautiful. We're supposed to, like William Wilberforce, be inspired by our faith to lead the abolition of the slave trade, to lead the abolition of slavery, uh, to, to, to try to have governments where people govern themselves and aren't governed by a king, by a tyrant. All this stuff comes out of our faith, and we're supposed to f- for fight for what is right and good and true. And you've got a lot of people, whether it's uh, Russell Moore uh, at the head of Christianity Today uh, or David French or others who do not understand this, and they, in a, in a really diabolical way, say that to fight for anything politically or otherwise, that's power-mongering. That's mere power-mongering. That is a lie, folks, and you need to understand how that is a lie, and you need to reject that lie. To fight for what is good and beautiful and true, not for yourself, for others, for future generations, that, that is, that's the Lord's will. And we don't fight the way the world fights, but we're called to be warriors. And, and Doug Giles, one of the reasons I love you is because you get this better than most. Well, thank you, Eric. And uh, I think any Christian, uh, you know, if they could have three teeth and an IQ of 50, if they just did a cursory glance of the New Testament, uh, they would see that, yeah, you do have to fight for uh, uh, truth. You do have to fight for that which is holy, just, and good. And that entails, you know, you and I doing it via mass comm, writing books, and putting our mouth against uh, all things that are diabolical and want to— <laughs> want to do bad things to Christ's glorious church. So I get it. I don't know how uh, other Christians don't get it because it's plain as day in the New Testament. It's not just the Old Testament, but there it is, boom, in the New Testament. And um, if people, you know, really took a serious look at Jesus Christ, they didn't kill him because he's this, uh, he's this liberal raconteur. They killed him uh, because he was a smart mouth. And he busted the chops of all the bad actors, uh, both inside the ecclesiastical realm and also the political realm. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, our sweet and cuddly seven pound, 13 ounce baby Jesus was a 30 year old rebel with a cause. Well, that's exactly right. It's funny because the other day I uh, did a program with uh, Benjamin Thomas, who's written a book. And he I don't think he believes in the pre-trib Rapture. I'm not sure what I believe. I, I don't really have a clear eschatology. But what we were talking about is how some people, because of their belief in the pre-trib rapture, which, again, I would not say is wrong. But the point is, it can lead a, a, a true belief in something true, true um, can lead to bad things. And there are people who seem to have a, bought uh, this idea that, you know what? Jesus is going to come back. He's going to pull us out of here. And we don't need, in the meantime, to do anything. We just need to hang out uh, until he does that. And he's going to do that any minute. So I'm just going to hang out. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you believe in the pre-trib rapture, you are nonetheless supposed to be engaged and fighting evil until he comes. But th- that, that's kind yes. of crept in. And, and that, again, that's not because that I'm saying I that I don't believe in the pre rapture. I'm saying that whatever you believe, even if you do believe in pre rapture, be careful that it doesn't lead you to inaction. Yeah, I think it's funny. You know, you get these 21st century hip little Christians like, well, Jesus is going to come and pull us out of this mess. 
Well, uh, and, and here's what I like, Eric. It's like, it's never been this bad. It's like, really? I think the 20th century is kind of bad. Like, if you're born in uh, 1900 and you died in 1985, you saw a lot of crap go down on this planet. Multiple wor world wars, hundreds of millions of people killed. You got, you got Stalin, Hitler, Pol Pot, the Khmer Rouge. You saw, you saw massive swings of what, uh, the Great Depression, you saw people finding an extra dung beetle, and that was a good week, you know, for their their uh, their protein intake. And Jesus didn't rapture the church out, you, you know, of that mess. And we think, you know, that, oh, just because, you know, Soros and, and just because of Klaus Schwab and just because of China and just because of Putin, it's like Jesus is going to rapture us out of this mess. Maybe not. And uh, the injunction that we have as believers is to occupy until he comes, to build, to plant, uh, to, to act like he's not going to come for another thousand years. And if he comes tomorrow, say la vie. I don't care. He's not going to find me passive and indolent and not uh, fighting against uh, the forces of hell. I, I don't get that kind of Christianity where it's like, well, you know, evil's supposed to take over. Show me one place in the scripture where evil's supposed to take over. I think in the in the Sermon on the Mount, Eric, I believe it says that the meek inherit the earth, not radical Islam, not the Marxists. And uh, you go through the book of Psalms, which I wrote the, the book, um, uh, Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass. There is nothing but the decimation, Eric, of the wicked and the elevation of the righteous. I think the whole Bible is a book where God puts down wicked leaders wicked people who's doing wicked stuff that's trying to oppress and enslave uh, God's chosen people. I just look at it again as one 66 <laughs> library of books cobbled together that shows that God's an awesome God. And if you side with El Diablo, ooh, man, you better watch out because he's going to clean your clock. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, you know, what's interesting to me too is that it's self-fulfilling. If you believe that evil wins and we just need to hang out and, and ask Jesus to get us out of here ASAP, you are helping evil to win. Now, that needs to be said, folks. If you are not yep. fighting for what is good and true and beautiful and sacred and holy, if you are not fighting, if you're not in the battle, and the battle is vast. I mean, you could be politically involved. You could be involved in so many ways. But if you're sitting around thinking, well, what's the difference? You are helping evil to win. Yep. You are working against those who are fighting for God's purposes. And this idea, which I, I think I write about in my book, Letter to the American Church, I do, of course, that, that there are many people who have this theological uh, glitch where they kind of think, oh, there's a safe third religious way where I do nothing. I just talk about Jesus. I just preach the gospel. I don't need to get involved in the culture. I don't need to fight against the wickedness that's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, that's theologically incorrect. And if you are doing that, you're doing what the German Christians did. They did it. And we can see what happened as a result of it. Evil triumphed because of the Christians who had that worldview. That should scare yeah, us to death. It should scare us into action. Yeah, and a lot of people like, well, you know, God hadn't called me to say something. That's bull crap. If you see, if you hear that which is evil, if you hear something that's unjust and untrue, you can't sit there and it's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pray about it. You have to, you have to speak out. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, verse 38, I believe, 
that uh, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this perverted and adulterous generation, Jesus said, I'm going to be ashamed of you. And we've got all these wonderful little ways, Eric, where, where we cloak our cowardice in Christian terminology and where all it is, it boils down and deduces down to this. You're ashamed of God's word. You're afraid to speak out. And this is not a slight sin. It's a sin that according to Revelation 21, verse 8, and we've talked about this, Eric, uh, ad infinitum, ad nauseum, that if you're a coward, well, I hope you love warm climates and the smell of sulfur because Jesus said in Revelation 21, verse 8, that you're going to go to hell for being a coward. And we don't hear anybody talk about that except you and a couple other people. And we've, again, we've just, you know, take some... Febreze and sprayed it on our cowardness, and we try to make it smell a whole lot better. Oh but my gosh! I wanted to now. end on plugging Febreze. I've succeeded. We'll be right back. More Doug Giles. My time is at hand. I won't make it any other way. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Make like a Mr. Milk Toast. Hey there. We're back with Doug Giles, G-I-L-E-S. He's holding a book in his hand, Lionhearted. And on the cover of the book by Doug Giles called Lionhearted, there's a picture of a lion. And then behind the book, there's a literal lion in, right in your house. Doug, did you know there was a lion behind you? Because that's spooking me, man. I, I Honestly, if there was a lion behind me, I don't know that I would be able to sit here calmly doing the show. Yeah, I felt like I was being watched. So there is something actually behind me, a lion, right? That, that's a lion. 
if uh, if memory serves, that's a lion. But uh, you gotta you gotta. How many pounds was that lion before you ate its heart? Yeah, I think uh, the taxidermist uh, he obviously didn't weigh it uh, because he just got the skin. But he said that he thinks it you know tipped the scale about five fifty. I mean, honestly, anybody that's ever tangled with with a twelve pound tomcat, the idea of a five hundred pound monster yeah. like those are those are absolutely fearsome, fearsome creatures. But look, th- there's a reason your book is called Lionhearted, and there, there's a reason uh, we're supposed to be like lions, right? There's a reason uh, Jesus is described as the lion of the tribe of Judah. There's there's right. a fearsomeness and a power, but it's a noble power. It is not power for its own sake. Uh, it is not wicked, evil, self-serving power. There's a nobility. It's, it's something beautiful and kingly. Um, so talk about the book that you just had in your hand. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the book Lionhearted, I wrote it for teenagers. Eric, I wrote, I wrote a book for women called uh, Biblical Badasses, the women where I highlight uh, 10 you know, epic women that were not little church girls, not little school moms. These are just, just radical chicks uh, for God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I never thought I was going to write a book for women. And then all of a sudden I get inspired to write a book for teenage Christian males. Bro, I don't do that. And uh, so it's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it rougher in grandma's breath. And so I cobbled together Lionhearted. And it's, wait a minute, um, wait a minute. Take- Say that again. You're going to what? Yeah, if I'm going to write it, I'm going to make it rougher than grandma's breath. Cause rougher I don't want to have- than grandma's breath. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down because you won't hear it again today. Rougher than grandma's breath. Right. I'm offended yeah, so, on behalf of my mom, but go ahead. Yeah, so so anyway, um, <laughs> when you get, uh, you know, you get Christian devotionals for the teeny boppers and stuff, dude, it's, it's so lame. Eric, it's just so lame. Yeah. And I read stuff yeah. like what Spurgeon wrote to young men yeah. and what J.C. Yeah. Riley wrote to young men and Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote to young men. And it's it's so gritty. It's it's stuff. It's meat. And so, like, when I queued up to do the book Lionhearted, um, making young Christian males rowdy biblical men, I put scary stuff in that book for the 16 to 25-year-old. And I guarantee, Eric, if if some young little Christian male, if he's pig sick of the garbage that he's getting in youth group, ooh, man, has he tumbled onto the right program today because this book does not play games. Are you it telling me to- hacky sack is not biblical? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hacky sacker. I don't know if I can move like I used to. I'm 61 years old, but I smoked dope and played hacky sack for a long time. And I still got, Smoking still dope is not biblical, by the way. That's for losers. Right. It smells like it failure. Is play hacky sack. That's what you do when you get high. You, you play hacky sack and then you eat dry cereal. I tell you, I, I'm so glad that I skipped that phase in my life. I had some rough periods, N- never rougher than grandma's breath, but rough enough. And when you wrote this book, Lionhearted, for young men, what you're doing uh, is it's an antidote uh, to, to what we're discussing on this program, how we don't challenge young men to be men, uh, to be warriors. And that's important. I wrote a book very different from your book uh, called Seven Men uh, and a sequel, Seven More Men. And these are short biographies of great men. I also have a book called Seven Women. Uh, we need to know what God's idea 
of manhood is, of womanhood right. is. We need to get that, and the culture is not giving it to us, and a lot of Christian youth groups are not giving it to us, and you've been a pastor, you are a pastor, you, you understand that. We need to raise the bar much, much higher for, this, uh, for the current crop of uh, young men and women. Yeah, God said uh, in Isaiah chapter 3 that when he was going to curse Israel, because they're like blowing him off and blowing off his prophets and blowing off the law, God said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to remove the warrior from your midst and the honorable man and the, and the elder. And so if we see in our culture uh, a removal of the spiritual warriors, the young men with grit, the elders who are not, you know, uh, these religious, you know, fops and stuff. And we, and we see, you know, the disappearance of the Apostle Pauls and Peters and Timothys and Elishas. Then that nation uh, is in deep kimchi. And so what I'm trying to do with, uh, with this book, Lionhearted, is to invigorate uh, the young men that are out there, Eric, that understand that they are being starved to death. Uh, the Christ that they're being sold is uh, a Mr. Roger version, and um, and I'm trying to bring in a supplement, you know, to their spiritual diet uh, that will, you know, shoot adrenaline into their soul. God's not called them to be effeminate. God's not called them to be stupid. God's not called them to have eye posture and be overweight. God's not called them to be uh, uh, as bold as a quail. He's called them to be bold as a lion. Uh, God's called them into the role of intercessor for their family, for the church, for the state. And there's a there's huge high callings, you know, on the young person. And the whole history of heroes is the history of youth. John the Baptist, 30. Jesus, 30. John I Calvin. I want to I want to continue along these lines. I just want to make a real quick theological point, folks. God will help you in this. This is not on you. If you ask God to help you in this, he is with you. He will help you uh, to be the man uh, that God wants you to be. He will help you. So don't feel like, oh, I can't do it. You can do it because he will help you do it. We'll be right back. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Metaxas at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Eric at checkout. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Eric. Welcome back. Talking to Doug Giles, G-I-L-E-S, Doug Giles. Now, the book you're holding, Doug Giles, is called Lionhearted. And behind you is a lion whose heart you ate. Now, we're not making this up. We're not making this up. The book is called Lionhearted. This is for young men. And behind you is a lion whose heart 
you ate uh, s- symbolically for you it was just a symbol uh yeah. but but um but there's just something uh goofy and powerful at the same time about that and you were talking about before we went to the break about these godly warriors these these fiery young men uh Jesus John the Baptist David th- these were young warriors and we forget sometimes that God calls young men to be warriors. Now, we're all going to be different kinds of warriors. Uh, We're not all going to be uh, the same kind of warriors. But I I said before we went to the break, and I want to say now, God will show you, folks. Uh, He will show you how to be uh, the person that he's called you to be. Don't feel like, oh, it's on me, and I I, I wasn't raised that way, or I don't have the, you know, I'm not not as masculine and as physical and as athletic. It doesn't matter. God made you to be whom he made you to be, who he made you to be, and he will give you the strength. Um, But it's about your spirit. It's about a warrior spirit. It's about the noble instinct to do what is right and good and true, uh, depending on what God puts in front of you. Every single one of us has different battles. It's not the same battle for every one of us. But we need to know God is the one setting that bar, and he will be with you as you pursue it. Yeah, if the Holy Spirit moves into your trailer house, you're going to change. And one of the ways that you're going to change is you're going to be bold. You're not going to be mousy. You're not going to be, you know, little Hello Kitty. You're going to be bold as a lion. I mean, you look at, uh, Eric, you look at when the Holy Spirit fell on Saul before Saul became uh, demon-possessed, King Saul. It says in uh, 1 Samuel 11, I believe, or 10, uh, it said when the Holy Spirit fell on him, uh, he became uh, enraged. He had anger. Martin Luther, who you've done, you know, Yeoman's work on his biography, he said that he did his best preaching when he was ticked off. And uh, you look at, uh, Paul and Peter, Peter and John, man, when, when they got beat for laying hands and healing the dude at the uh, gate beautiful in Acts chapter three, when the Holy Spirit fell on them, they didn't go around, you know, having covered dish dinners and being nice. They, <laughs> they went out and started speaking the word with great boldness, Eric. And I don't see how people, it's like, you know, well, you know, I, I'm just not bold like Eric and Doug. It's like, Man, you get drunk on the Holy Spirit, and he comes into in, into you through the Word of God, and then you see garbage. You're not self righteous, but you are bold, and you've got to you've got to say something. That's that's what I don't get. You know, it's like when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to speak in tongues, you're going to feel, uh, you're going to get goosebumps. Like no, when the Holy Spirit fell in the Book of Acts, they went out and preached the Word of God with great boldness in insane persecution, brother. They're killing all the leaders. They're killing the Metaxas. They're killing the Osteens. They're killing everybody. And where most Christians would curl up the fetal position and wait for the rapture train to come pull them out of this mess, they got it, they got behind closed doors, prayed for the Holy Spirit to drop, you know, uh, a, a big old nuke on their enemies. And they went out and they preached the word of God with boldness. And I think the reason why evil is prevailing nowadays, big dog, is because we're not praying uh for God to descend with his mighty fist and crush some of this stuff out of the earth. Well, so, I, I, uh, I got to tell you that, you know, for, I, I always say this because I wasn't always the way I am now. I, I was not as bold, uh, as combative, uh, in, in, you know, and, and not that I'm uh, combative to a fault. I don't ever want to be. But the point is that I was, I, I bought this idea, this model that, Christians are supposed to be winsome at all times. And I think, well, 
that's not true. I bought a lie. You're supposed to be winsome when you're supposed to be winsome. But uh, there's a time when you're supposed to fight. And when you see the innocent being trampled on, being attacked, their rights being attacked, when you see voters being disenfranchised, okay, when that happened to black people uh, decades ago, if you were not upset about that, you're a bum, right? You need to stand up for that. But when it's happening today to anybody, I don't care who it is, you need to say, look, that is wrong. That needs to make you angry. We need to fight for what is right and just and true wherever we see it. And I think there are a lot of people that they, they don't understand that. And I just want to be clear. There was a time in my life I did not understand that. And I'm still learning. And But it's with the Lord's help, folks. You need to call on the Lord and ask, say, Lord, lead me, guide me, put me around the right people. He will do it. He will put you around the right people. Um, I, I, you know, I'm always recommending my books. Why? Uh, not just because uh, I want to sell books. I wrote the books to get these messages out. Uh, and your book, Lionhearted, I mean— you know, Doug Giles, there are not a lot of people like you writing what you're writing, which is one of the reasons I just love having you on the program, because you're bringing the fire. And it's true. It's not just like your brand. This is biblical stuff. And we need to yeah. uh, to make it very, very clear. Uh, John the Baptist was 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 a wild man. And we forget about him. We forget about what that looked like. Uh, and 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 God is calling us to that. So your book is titled Lionhearted. What is the subtitle of your book? Yeah, making uh, young Christian males rowdy biblical men. Okay, Lionhearted by Doug Giles, T-I-L-E-S, yeah. You can be a a Christian male, doesn't mean you're a biblical man. Right. So a big difference. Well, it's important, uh, folks, uh, that we we understand this. And what you said, you know, your article at DougGiles.org, um, that we need to understand all authority does belong to Jesus, and God wants us to walk in that authority. This is a key point. We've had my friend Mike Thompson on this program many times. He wrote a book called Third Heaven Authority. God has given us authority in the name of Jesus uh, to declare truth in the name of Jesus. There's power, and the devil is scared of that if we exercise the authority that God has given us. Guess what he wants us to do? He wants us, the devil wants us to not know we have that authority, to not use that authority. And there are a lot of people out there, uh, I wouldn't mention him by name, but Russell Moore is one. They don't get this, and they uh, somehow think that, you know, that kind of a posture, that's kind of scary, and that's just not, I just want to be nice, and I want, I want people to, to like me. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that, that a lot of the church today has bought that idea. That's theologically mistaken, folks. Um, yep. Paul said that uh, Jesus is far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, every name that's named, not only in this age, but the one to come. That's the God that you and I serve, Eric, not some little pipsqueak. You know, Mr. Rogers wearing a cardigan, Jesus. Um, kind of kind of an important point. DougGiles.org, <laughs> DougGiles.org. My friend, thank you. Folks, welcome back. Uh, I'm really thrilled uh, to be talking to the two brilliant women who have turned my book, Letter to the American Church, into a documentary film. They didn't just turn it into a documentary film. It was their idea to turn my book, Letter to the American Church, into a documentary film, which is going to be basically everywhere, although we want your help 
uh, in making sure that it's everywhere because the message couldn't be more urgent. Uh, but Rachel Tash and Simone Alex, welcome to the program. Thank you. Who's in the <laughs> film? I mean, I know the answer, but let me ask you, who's in the film? You've, you both interviewed all kinds of people. Obviously, I'm the main narrator, but, but uh, whom can we look forward to seeing interviewed? Well, we've got Charlie Kirk uh, as one of the leading voices, Dr. James Lindsay. Uh, we have a few pastors, Pastor Rob McCoy from Godspeak, uh, Calvary Chapel, Pastor David Englehart from King's Church in New York City. Uh, we've John Amachuku. John Amachuku. That's my favorite yeah. word of the month. Yeah. Amachuku. John Amachuku <laughs> is such a hero. He is he such is. a hero. Uh, and yes, he is prominently featured uh, in the film, right? Yes. And uh, Victor and Eileen Marks, that was really important for us because they're on the cutting lines of taking action and no holds bar going into, uh, you know, really scary places and rescuing children and really being the gospel um, in, in action. And um, Seth yeah, Gruber. Seth Gruber, who really covers the whole abortion um, issue from a really fresh perspective. I think he's the uh, foremost leading voice for millennials and Gen Z on abortion right now. So it was important to have him speak to that. It's so. a great message. The film is very timely, very now going into a very contentious 2024 year, you know, the politics, everything that's going to be happening. The film touches on all of this, taking you through 1930s Germany all the way through modern day. People are going to learn. They're going to see everything laid out, what's been happening in this country, uh, in our school systems, in corporations, the tactics that were used then and that are still being used now. Uh, people are going to be blown away by what they're going to see. And it's a wake up call to the church to have them get engaged, uh, start talking, taking your kids out of uh, public schools, run for office, all of it just to get involved. Mm -hmm. I really have to say that, again, you know, it's, it's one thing to write a book. It's another thing to make a film. And what you all did, you know, not only did you um, translate my message into a film. You did way more than that. You, you made it into a film which goes way beyond the book. I mean, there's tons of stuff in the film that is not uh, in my book. Uh, and these are uh, extraordinary voices. I mean, the, the, all of them that you mentioned, uh, Charlie Kirk, John Amanchuku, David Engelhart, Eileen Marks, Victor Marks, Pastor Rob McCoy, James Lindsay, uh, I, everyone brings a different piece of the puzzle. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I have to say that it's it's very compelling. And, you know, as since I wrote the book, I would think I wouldn't be that compelled by watching it because I already know this stuff. No, there's tons of stuff in the film that's not in the book that, you know, you, you can say things and, and go places uh, that I wasn't able to in the book. Unfortunately, the, the message is very important. So I just want to mm -hmm. tell people, ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. Uh, we've made this as a tool for you to get the word out. We're in just a, as crucial a moment in American history as can be. Uh, it is God's will that the church stand up and take action uh, and avert the horror of what happened in the German church. That's really, this is a huge warning. Uh, and every single 
person listening has a role to play. And the first thing you can do is go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com and see where you can see the film. Uh, and please tell your friends about it, Letter to the American Church. Rachel Tash and Simone Alex, thank you so much for your work on the film and for being my guest today. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Eric. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.